0: Welcome to the Become Fire Podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F A I T H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Become Fire Podcast. It is your host, Father Anthony Tinker, here with my co-host, Extraordinaire, Father Peter Theresa McConnell.
1: Hello, hello, his I. The extraordinaire. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. I feel I'm feeling extraordinary this well, this this day. Really? Why so extraordinary today? Just because I'm sitting next to you around this desk and we get to talk about our lady. I mean, what else? Does a man need to feel extraordinary. Yeah. Wow. I feel so, I feel extraordinary by you saying that.
0: (laughs) That What an extraordinary day. That was part of why I wanted to say it. To to just the effusiveness of the extraordinary. This is the Become Fire podcast. We do appreciate it if you would like our podcast and subscribe to it. Please do. whatever platform you listen on. Yeah greatly helpful to us. Also go to our website, become and mm-hmm. sign up for our emails that so you can get updates uh, as to what's going on in the life of the world of the friars. A little uh preview that we're going to be doing this set of podcasts, our Lady of the Um Sorrows yep. Rosary for up to through Lent and then Easter will come. We'll do uh probably we probably may not have a, a one for a week just because although it could be hard to record. Yes. But we'll get kicking kick back up into Easter and we are hopefully Going to start interviewing Brother Elijah, yes, uh, for his diaconate ordination, mm-hmm. and let him take over as the host of the show.
1: We're bringing him back.
0: I know uh, people so got to give the people what they want. Yay! Much rejoicing, and that's also why I'm feeling extraordinary. Yeah, Brother Paul will probably come on and take my seat mm-hmm. in the podcast because I am taking a three month vacation to go hike the community de Santiago and do a 30-day retreat. Well-earned. Well-earned, I might I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs>
1: no, well, I, you know, I'll give credit where credit is due.
0: You have earned it. But I will be doing it I believe May, June, and July, and so we're going to have those guys helping to take over the... Uh, extraordinary things but if you have anything you want them to talk about yes. or books I heard someone say please do more book reviews mm-hmm. we'd love to hear what books you want to talk about yeah. and or what topics of books you would like and so please email any of your suggestions for our podcast or things you'd like to hear or books you'd like reviewed uh, movies you'd like reviewed mm-hmm. I know they do want The Chosen review that'll probably be an Easter as well yeah. I got that the other yeah, day got. I'm so behind. excited uh, that we would do that um, so we'll do that. I'll make sure I'm there here before we leave for that one. And go to, uh, sorry, send emails at info at Again, against info at faith with anything you would like us to cover. Okay, let's get right into it. Um, actually, we're going to. It's nice little commercial, though, a yeah, little preview of coming attractions. Well, we want to keep you excited for what's coming up. Keep them, keep them coming. Just got to wet the palate. We talked last. We're talking about the Seven Sorrows Rosary. Yeah. We've gone through what it is, how to pray it. We talked about Our Lady of Cabejo, which mm-hmm. is uh, from Our Lady's apparitions in Rwanda, and how that really popularized. And the reason Our Lady of Cabejo wanted these, the these, this Rosary parade was in reparation. Mm-hmm. That was the, her specific request was in reparation. We also we do know that soon after her apparitions, there was the genocide that occurred. Yeah, and this terrible heinous act uh, of, of in the midst of civil war of basically ethnic cleansing mm-hmm. in rwanda and so our lady it's so really a, a terrible part of our, our yeah. just history yeah. and our lady was asking for <clears throat> reparation so father said, so we're going to get right into it and talk about reparation before we get into the mystery we're talking about today which is mary meeting jesus on the cross so if you can help me out what is reparation
1: so reparation we can think of coming from the word to repair. Uh, so we, when we sin, when we do wrong, uh, we are forgiven of that uh, by by the sacrament of confession. Um, but but something that 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 something is still broken, we might say, um, and so that that needs to be repaired. And so then we can then do acts. Uh, to repair for the wrong that we have done, um, so I think sometimes we can have this idea that 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 sin is just a private matter, um, that it only really affects me, uh, but but sin affects everything. Um, we can think of the the original sin of Adam and Eve, and that one sin all of creation then fell and, and we're all part of the body of Christ. We're all connected spiritually. And so when one member is suffering, we're all suffering. And when one member sins, we kind of, ex- kind of exper- spiritually might, might experience that. Um, and so we can then repair for the damage that has been done by sin. And so we can then make reparations to repair for those damage. So a popular analogy that gets used Uh, You are, you know, throwing a a ball in the driveway and you break a window. Um, And so, you know, you might be forgiven for that, but the window is still broken and it still needs to be repaired. Um, And so you're just a little kid. You don't have the money or the means or the talent or the skills to to repair it but you can make some gesture of goodwill towards it. And, you know, you can make a little lemonade stand and make a few dollars and then put that towards the the, the repairing of the window. Uh, And so our reparations serve like that, um, where we do these acts to repair the damage that has been done in our relationship with God, um, our relationship and the ones that we have sinned against and then just for the body of Christ as well. And then we can then make reparations for other people. So perhaps, you know, we haven't committed a mortal sin, but but for the people who are living um, ungodly lives um, and their things are being damaged and broken in, in the world and in the body of Christ, that that we can then make offerings and reparation for their wrongdoings, for their sins to, to make up for that. I
0: want to go straight to Colossians 1, verse 24. St. Paul says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings Mm. for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church. This is a very profound line of Scripture, one that I think it's kind of, Swept under the table a little bit, yeah. At times it's not always easy to know how to make sense of that because Paul is saying I'm filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. You say, well, mm-hmm. what's lacking in Christ's afflictions? And and the church would say, well, nothing. In one sense, right. There's a sense in which he has perfectly atoned for our sins. That mm-hmm. um, as God, he was able to make that atonement, and as man, he was you know the the, the atonement was needed for man. Yes, and so he was fully <clears throat> God, fully man, and he makes atonement a reparation. For our sins, especially the sin of Adam and Eve, but for the sins of all people. At the same time, um, our sufferings can be united to his suffering, yeah. to join to his suffering that helps to bring reparation. That just because Christ has done it all doesn't mean, like you said, that we still our sin doesn't still have ill effects. Mm-hmm. Even though Christ has... Done it all has merited merited it all. Yes, we as well need to open ourselves up to the meritorious grace of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and not only do we need it, but everybody needs it. Yeah, and so one of the ways in which we can open ourselves is joining Paul and rejoicing in our sufferings, recognizing the sufferings that we endure can be offered in reparation because they're united to the cross, and say, okay, I'm suffering and I can offer this in unity with he who suffered the perfect sacrifice right. so that I can uh, open myself up to the merits of the grace of the cross and I can other people can be open. In fact, we hear Our Lady of Fatima's uh, the children mm-hmm. have a vision of hell, and they, it looks like they see souls going into hell so as terrifying. snowflakes <laughs> <So terrifying. laughs> coming down. <laughs> it's not like, oh, there's one or two people. It was uh, like as snowflakes falling to the uh, ground, they're washing souls. And Mary says, oh, uh, that uh, many of these souls are going into hell because no one is making doing acts of penance and yeah. reparation for them. That these souls could actually go to heaven if people were simply praying for them mm-hmm. or make it, rep- yeah. and making reparation for, yeah. their sins, for their sins and atonement for their sins. You by uniting it to the cross yeah. and allowing the blood of Christ to be to be covered to cover over their sins and say mm-hmm. father don't look at our own sins yeah. look at the merits of the cross not for my own sake but for the sake of my cousin who's struggling and the sake of my right. uncle who's struggling and lord i plead the merits of the cross upon him and upon his soul upon her upon her soul yeah and of course this is perfectly done through the mass whereas we go to the sacrifice of the mass and in turn to the mass, it's an act of reparation. And as I we offer our communions, oftentimes I encourage mm-hmm. people to op- make an offering as mass. What are you praying yeah. for? Who are you praying for? Now, the priests are, uh, you almost always have an intention for mm-hmm. the mass. Have your intention say, I'm receiving communion today, or if I'm not receiving, I'm coming to the mass today, uniting my heart to the sacrifice that is being represented here on, uh, Calvary being represented on the altar in reparation for The sins that are committed for the souls in purgatory for whatever's happening so that the merits of the grace of the cross can touch these lives yeah
1: and it's a really powerful thing because we all probably know someone who's very close and near and dear to our hearts who perhaps has strayed has fallen away um or has you know maybe even just fallen into you know just addiction or or some deep sin and, and they've they've fallen away from god in that um that we can be praying for them and just making small little offerings, small little sacrifices. I think this is maybe one of the things we maybe by offer it up, um, you know, not just to, to the little inconveniences that we might experience throughout the day, but then we can imbue them with this spiritual meaning and spiritual purpose for for their salvation. Um, and so that when they stand before their judgment, you know, God is going to look at them and say, you know, you did all of these things, but so and so did all of these things in your stead for you yeah. um and, and 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 so okay because of that and they ha- and because they not that they've earned it but because they, they united it to to my cross and to my sufferings then then this will be um repaired that relationship will be repaired <clears throat> and so
0: by meditating upon the life of Jesus and upon his cross in particular, we can make an act of reparation. And praying the seven sorrows rosary is and can be an act of reparation as we offer. Yes, it. that's very and, true. And, and not only the nice thing is it's, it's. I you know what, I'm pleading not just my own sufferings. I'm pleading the sufferings of Mary. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, look at the suffering Mary endured through your passion and your death, yeah. through the sorrows that she bore and look with favor upon the sorrows that she bore and when you look upon me don't look upon my own lack mm-hmm. but look upon the many graces that she merited and i pl- i pray that that those graces can be poured into my life despite my own sins amen and so yeah. we look, we meditate on the mysteries of Mary's sorrows yes. to recognize our, our own sorrows have can have merit and meaning and we can offer them up And into because she as the honor of our race mm-hmm. uh, is still pleading for us and on our behalf and those sorrows still are pleasing to god even two thousand years later yes that she endured because of her heart being so united to the lord and so this is what we do as we enter into these mysteries that's right so we'll get into the next mystery we are meditating upon this day and that is mary meeting jesus on the way of the cross. Now, what I like about the Seven Sorrows Rosary among other things is I often do the Stations of the Cross, especially during Lent, and we meditate upon the fourth station, which is Jesus meets his afflicted mother. Mm -hmm. And in general, though, I I would like to put myself in different perspectives. Really, the meditation is about Jesus and what he's doing and the perspective of meeting his mother as he's going along the way. And the Seven Sorrows Rosary, we're flipping it and saying, well, what was it like for Mary? Mm-hmm. You know, And even though we might have had that perspective before, it's really a focused look at Our Lady and at what her perspective would have been. I love, it's one of my favorite scenes in The Passion of the Ghost. I was just thinking of this, yes. When she's trying to get to her son, trying yeah. to get to her son, she looks to John the Beloved and yeah. say, get me to my son. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful because he's like, well, we have to go. We actually have to go away from the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, we got it. We got to go the wrong direction to get to the right direction because he sees where Jesus is going and where a crowd's not. So he's like, well, to get away, we've got to actually go around the crowd. So we got to leave away from Jesus to get to where he is, which is another thing to meditate on. Mm -hmm. But- that um, then, but then they meet, and Mary has this beautiful remembrance of Jesus as a child falling, and mm-hmm. then she sees him fall. And John's like, "Now's your opportunity," and she's like, trying to trying. She wants so desperately wants to go see her son. At the same time, her heart is so in agony. Uh, but yet, this memory comes, and she runs to him. And I just start crying every yeah. time I yeah. watch it. It's such a beautiful scene. Yeah. But this beautiful meditation, even though that's one perspective of what we can look at, and say, what was it like for Mary to? Not only recognize that her her son had been condemned, because we haven't meditated yet upon all these other aspects Mm -hmm. Jesus being condemned to death, but she's being scourged, she's being crowned with thrones, all of which he would have witnessed to one degree or another. But then the actual carrying of his cross and then meeting him along the way, this very particular moment. And this is when the church tells us the sword pierced. Mm. Uh, of this sorrow of this sorrow of all the sorrows you could have seen watching him being scourged of him being crowned with thorns Mm -hmm. of him being spit at by the Pharisees and Sadducees and and slapped that the one that pierces her heart is when she meets him along the way of Calvary which is one that's just a profound thing to think about in and of itself that this was the sorrow this was the thing that pierced her heart seeing him, him face to face something about looking at someone in the eyes and just like I see you I see you it's such a beautiful moment when you can you can tell, tell somebody the Lord sees you when mm-hmm. you are suffering, they're going through a long time, and I, I see, I see the suffering you're going through, and recognize that that Mary sees her son in that moment, that he knows that he's he's that somebody cares, because mm-hmm. when everybody's against you, when you're just getting spit at and beat and mocked, and you've been c- condemned, it's kind of even going like, does anybody care? Like, does anybody care? And there, Mary shows up. She goes, it matters to me. Mm -hmm. I care. And one that's just, again, something we can meditate about our own lives. Like, wow, when I'm going through suffering, like, does anybody care? Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm all alone in this. And Mary's sitting there with smiling and saying, it matters to me. Like, you're not alone. And so it's just beautiful moments in the stations, the fourth station in particular, this beautiful moment when Mary meets Jesus along the way.
1: Uh, When you were talking about the, the scene from the Passion of the Christ, I also love what our Lord says to Mary at that moment where he falls and he's beaten and bloody and he has this crown of thorns and he's being weighed down by the cross and they and they lock eyes and he says, uh, behold, mother, I make all things new. And and I just I mean, that's not it's not in the scriptures, but but it is so spiritually right that this is what's happening right now through the cross that he is. Redeeming and recreating his his fallen creation. He's making everything new through this moment and and giving her strengthening her in that moment. And you just see his strength and his courage and 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 her tender love for him. And so it's 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 one of the most powerful and poignant scenes in, in that whole movie. But it is like you were saying, we get to now enter into this moment, into this mystery through the eyes of our lady. Through the eyes of the Blessed Mother, Anne. and 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 ent- she enters into these mysteries. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that she is surprised at the events that are unfolding. Uh, I think she knew the scriptures, and, and she knew. Uh, the plan that that Jesus was going to have to die for us. Maybe she didn't know the the way or the how, but uh, she had. I think she had some insight into this was going to be the plan, and and I think she also has hope and faith still that that there is going to be a redemption and a resurrection. That you know, of all of the the ones at the cross, that she. She has faith in the resurrection, but, but that doesn't then take away from the great, great pain and the great, great sorrow. And, and maybe she did not imagine that it would be this bad, uh, this ugly, uh, this kind of betrayal from his apostles. All of a sudden, she's looking around and none of them are there. These men that, that, are, that have been walking with our Lord and that, you know. You know, where are they now? Um, it's just John and it's just me and John and, and some of the other women and maybe not recognizing just the, the, the mockery that was going to take place. And, you know, I we live in, in, a, in, a, in a therapeutic age and we don't like to see people suffer. And, and no, I mean, think regardless of the age, no one wants to see anyone suffer. We want to protect people from suffering. How much more for our own children, our own kin, when we see them suffering, it just breaks our heart. and We would do anything to protect them from that. And and certainly that, that impulse is in Mary's heart where um, she's encountering her own poverty where she cannot stop this. And she just has to let her son suffer for the salvation of the world and and she accepts that in faith and and then that becomes her participation in the mystery uh and then she becomes you know a, a, a you know we say like a co-redemptrix or a mediatrix in this moment where where her heart is just aligned with his heart and i think then this can just invite us into how we are then to suffer with other people. So often we cannot protect them. We cannot prevent them uh, and our hearts break, but we can enter in, in into faith with them and to recognize that, okay, that um, there's gonna be a redemption here somewhere. But even though at this moment, it just pierces the heart and it is a tremendous sorrow. Yeah
0: a beautiful point. I do want to get back there. I want to kind of take a step back to get, to move, I think, into a deep that place in a deeper way, because you said when we look, when Mary looked upon Jesus, she saw the scourged body mm-hmm. and the crown with thorns and probably bruised, uh, broken. Mm-hmm. No broken bones. They didn't break the bones in <laughs> yes, the body, right. but still, you know, yes. I mean, anyways, broken. And I think it shows us how ugly sin is. Yeah. And I think we lose track of that at times. Mm. I think we lose track of just how ugly. Sin is. Uh, I've never seen a demon, uh, but I've certainly ministered to a lot of people who have, who've described how they look, and the hideous descriptions that I get of what a demon looks like, just how ugly that angels, these are Mm. angels that have been so corrupted by sin and pride that they've become these deformed, nasty, ugly creatures that... That's what sin does. And you look upon what Jesus had to go through in reparation. We talked about reparation earlier. In reparation for our sins. Mm -hmm. Like this is what sin looks, this is what sin does. It's how nasty sin is. Mm -hmm. And I think we see the ill effects of this, which I'll kind of get back into deeper, the point you just brought up. We see the ill effects of this. When we've met with someone maybe who's been abused. We met with someone who has been wronged sin against god even gossiped about you know lied about and how that has ruined their life ruined their reputation ruined that that sin has affected them so deeply and 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 so we get a, a glimpse of how ugly sin is at these moments but i think sometimes we're like ah you know but yeah I, but, but for me you know for mm-hmm. that person you know what hitler did that was bad but sure, yeah. you know my sin you know it's it's a, it's not so bad it's yeah, it's whatever mm-hmm. you know i don't i'm a, i'm a good person it's like well good people can commit really bad sins <laughs> in fact <laughs> all the time adam and eve were yeah. sinless yeah. And they still committed the, one of the worst sins in human mm-hmm. history by being disobedient to god and eating of the knowledge of the fruit uh, the tree the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. <clears throat> So, sin is just ugly and it makes us ugly. It makes you stupid. Yeah. It makes you do stupid things. But I, I think we need to take a step back and be like, man, I don't want to commit sin. Yeah. Like, I don't like any sins, at, at either as big or as small as they might be. Those little things were like, ah, is it really that big of a deal? Like, and I'm not trying to get scrupulous. I don't want us to become scrupulous. Right. But I do want us just to take this step back and let and season and say, look at a crucifix. And recognize this is what the cost of sin is. This is the result of sin. And so we've got to make a, a, con, a real effort to say, okay, God, help me and give me the grace to not sin anymore because the ill effects of it upon my relationship with you, as seen in, in the cross, among other things, and my relationship with other people and the effects it has on other people is 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 disgusting.
1: Yeah. Would- yeah, and I think, I, I think that's, and i think that's also just very very helpful then to enter into this mystery where where it is really ugly. It is really ugly. And and like the demons are super ugly. Our own sin makes our souls, you know, pretty ugly. And yet what is Mary's heart and desire in the in the face of such like ugliness. Well, i just want to get as close to it as possible as i can. I just want to get close to Jesus. I don't care how disfigured or or how ugly it is, but I just want to be there to share the load, to to let my immaculate heart be united with his and 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 to share in that. And so it's the same with us. Yeah. We so this is why we don't need to be, you know, so scrupulous about it, where where we yeah, we want to be zealous in our desire to to not sin. Um, and to preserve ourselves that from any fall or or temptation, but to recognize that that God and Our Lady still just draw so close to it, um, and that's where their heart is just is just drawn to the, the most wretched um, situations. That's where that's where they want to be. Their their heart goes out to the poor, to the brokenhearted, um, to those who are struggling in addiction and and can't break free. That that Our Lady, you know, this, this meeting, she's just trying to get close to it. And she's just trying to get close to us, to be with us, to, to meet us in our own crosses um, and the and, and, and ways in which we have fallen and beaten down and, and we feel ugly and, and, and mocked and shamed and all these things that, that they're doing to Christ. Our Lady's just scheming with John, how can I get close to this child of mine? to love them and help them carry it.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is incredibly beautiful. It's so hope, gives us yes, hope. Yes, yes. If you're ever feeling despair, you're feeling like a lack of hopes, so recognize that as bad as things are or feel like they are inside of you, that's where the Lord likes to be. That's mm-hmm. where our lady likes to be. And so invite him into that place in your heart and your yeah. life. But it's also our call to help people recognize that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's our call to recognize that if the Lord wants to be with the people in their brokenness, then we are called to be with people in yeah. the brokenness and not condemn and not judge and not um, hate. Uh, we hate the sin itself, mm-hmm. but we love. We hate what it's s- doing to them. We love the sinner. Yeah. And and we, we go and we be present to people in the midst of their suffering, in the midst of their hurt, in the midst of their addiction. I was, there was a, uh, we have a homeless guy who comes by regularly yeah. to come get a food box. And I, I, I have a, almost the same conversation with him every couple of weeks when he comes. And he comes, he rings at our doorbell, but the ch- boxes are at the church. So we're yeah. walking over and I say, how you doing? And he goes, uh, not so good father. I'm like, okay, what's going on? He's like, well, I'm just stuck in my addiction. Yeah. And, and it's not this like, well, I don't care. Like I'm gonna keep drinking. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like he sees he's living homeless he see it's the shame of having to come commit a food box you can't even provide for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't have much of anything or anyone. Uh, and he feels alone. And he recognizes that his addictions, what co- was caused this. At the same time, he, he, he's powerless against it, struggles against it. You know, we've, we're working on rehab. He's been to rehab, mm-hmm. you know, it's all these things to right, try and get right, him right. help. But at the end of the day, like just to be present and see him and, and walk with him in those moments to say, hey, you know what? You're not rejected in the midst of this. You're keep the struggle, keep the fights, keep trying, um, and 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 often times we don't we give up on people or like mm-hmm. like it's it, you know there's then there's not we, we if we if we have an act in our family there's times where we have to cut them off we, sure, we can't of give course. them money yeah. we can't yeah you I'm not I'm not giving this guy you know an opportunity you know, <laughs> A twenty dollar bill or anything, mm-hmm. and there's times where I have had to say no to him when he's 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 asked you know for for things or rides, or, of course, yes, uh, or money, yeah. and I've said like, I can't help you, but I can't give you food, mm-hmm. I can't give you clothes. I, I can't. I do want to minister. I do see you, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to support the addiction. So no, I'm not saying there's a bouncer, but but just to see people and be with the people in their brokenness is yes. so important because we imitate Mary and we help to bring healing to people in the midst of their yeah. brokenness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's where they are. It's where they are. It's what the cross teaches us, uh, and just um, that we have a mother whose heart is just for us in these moments, um, and she's always with us. and And I think sometimes in our own brokenness and our own shame, we withdraw. We don't want the people closest to us to see us, and all of that uh, because we want them to think a certain way about us. and And then, but just to recognize that that Our Lady just loves us, loves us like she loves Jesus, and she's just always drawing near to to help us, to be there for us, to share her Immaculate Heart with us. Amen.
0: And that's where the hope is. Amen. Yes. And we talk about these sorrows, and sometimes we get focused on the sorrows, and we, in the midst of our own sorrows, are like, (laughs) 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 kind of done with Lent. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Amen. But it gives us such hope too. That in the midst of our brokenness, there's Our Lady. Mm-hmm. In the midst of the fall, as we carry our cross, mm-hmm. there she is, <clears throat> loving and caring and saying, "I don't mind the ugly. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the the, yeah. the, the the disfigured. I don't I don't like sin, but I will be with you in it mm-hmm. um, because you're called. You're called to something greater because we need to go to resurrection. Yeah, but it might it takes a death to self to do that. Amen. Um, all right. So thank you so much. Once again, uh, we're going to continue End this. Up. We have a few more. we have done four so far yes. of, of these mysteries. We have three more that we're walking through. An encouragement for you to uh, daily, if you can, if not, you know, weekly, or at least once during this Linden season, take time and pray the Seven Sorrows Rosary and reparation um, for your sins, for the sins of others, because um, we need to pray for each other. Yes. That's uh, the Lord. Uh, might show us his mercy, his compassion, the grace of the cross, and then we can bring, be healed. Amen. And please, again, like our podcast and subscribe to it and whatever yes, please you do. listen to. And now the part we've all been waiting for. <laughs> <know>. Our question <laughs> yes. of the day. We've been talking a lot about the mysteries of the rosary. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, I would like to know, is there a particular mystery of the rosary that's... Really speaks to you, not necessarily of the seven sorrows. We can mm-hmm. talk about the Dominican arose, the, the joys of Mary. We haven't yeah. really gone through that, but there's the, the we pray, at the Franciscan crown, which really going through the joys of Mary. Is there any particular mystery that that the Lord is really just not it, it, throughout your life? It just continues to speak to you through it. And what is that and, and why?
1: I'll say the ascension. Uh, so there's this tradition of kind of like asking the Lord for like a mystery to kind of like, you know, maybe just be like a a motif in your life. And I was like, well, that sounds really cool. Like, Lord, I want a mystery. Like what's my mystery Lord. And uh, I was ordained a deacon. So I did that. And then like a, a few months later, I was ordained a deacon on the Ascension. And then my very first mass as a priest was the Ascension. And so I, I don't, I can't say that I have any profound meditation on why it is the ascension or what the ascension means. Uh it is I, I love the ascension, but I feel like the ascension is sort of like this mystery that the Lord has given to me that I'm going to spend the rest of my life entering into and and having it be revealed to me and, and living in it and discovering what all of that means. So it's uh yeah, it's it's a great mystery. It's it's the mystery that you know, kind of prepares for Pentecost. Uh, you know, he he ascends so that he can send us the Spirit. So it has this attachment to the coming of the Holy Spirit, preparing for the Holy Spirit. I love that part of the ascension. I also love the the idea of Jesus resurrecting with his body and bearing the wounds and then taking his wounds into heaven with him. Uh, so those are just some of the, the little ways in which uh, I love the ascension, but I feel like that is something that the Lord has given to me.
0: Wow. <clears throat> I, I hesitate. I ask the question. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's the, 20 the of, them, out, so it's there's uh, lots of them. So <laughs> they're all amazing. That, if you
1: consider the joys and the Sardos too. That's true. That's true. But I thought we were huh. thinking with the Dominican razor. So I just, no.
0: yeah. But I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one, but then I might, you know, <laughs> but, as you are wont to do. Yeah, oftentimes I do. Yeah. But well, so two people get to know me, you know. Amen, deep, amen, amen. Uh, how how complex is the human heart? Yeah, who understands it? That's right. The Lord alone probes the mind and searches the heart. Uh, the Transfiguration mm. is is a mystery that has been speaking to me probably since college. Yeah, that's I'm 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 just in awe of it in yeah. so many ways. I don't understand it no, I think it's yes. good attention. I really the I, there's so much, there's one, just the fact that Jesus experiences resurrected body, even on earth, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of the mysteries of the rosary, uh, the, the mysteries of Christ that people say, we can talk to the saints have experienced. They've experienced the stigmata. There's even saints who've like walked on water, you know, there's saints, so there's been multiplication of food. There's been lots of healings. There's been these various <clears throat> people of, uh, they, uh, they, uh, they speak in one language, people understand a different right. language. A lot of these mysteries of Christ that we've seen throughout the centuries, people have uh, entered into, and they've got replicated, but I've never heard the of, <laughs> of anyone else ever experiencing the transfiguration. Amen, it's dude. this, this, this almost this like unique, yes, like thing that there's a lot of things unique about Christ, but this one in particular I just got stands up of like, wow, like not even the saints have been able to touch mm-hmm. this experience of the resurrected body before the day of resurrection. That there's something incredible. That happens up on top of that mountain, so incredible! One Moses and Elijah, like these yes. two incredible figures of the Old Testament, show up, and then Peter's like, Dude, Let's build some tents because something awesome is happening. <laughs> let's right
1: hang now. out up here, Jesus. Yeah, I'm
0: ready, I just want to stay up here. Um, and, and the fact that transfiguration, um, is the same word that Paul uses when he says, Be transformed by the mm, renew of your mind. Wow, it's actually, that's it, that's the same Greek yes. word, transfigured, be transfigured by wow. the renew of your mind, which is one of my favorite verses. Romans chapter 12, where you're, 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 the transformation occurs through the renewal of your mind. It's a transfiguration. You put on wow. a heavenly mindset yes. and begin to live a different life because you're thinking about heaven uh, and living for heaven. And then what happens? He comes down and he heads to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. which is just also, it's like, okay, we've had this beautiful moment, but you know what? It's just uh, that, that grace so that I'll walk to Calvary. Yes, And that Jesus would have, in the midst of falling, I would imagine that he could remember things like the, the transfiguration to give him the, he knew the glory of the resurrection was coming and strengthen strengthened him and empowered him to continue to walk along the road as he felt such desolation.
1: I love it. So, yeah. I yeah. love it.
0: There we are. Thank you so much. Praise you. God. So much to the people of God for being with us. Amen. And we just pray that through the grace and merits of the cross, we might all experience a new glory, a new experience of the Lord's love this day. We pray that as we, Meditate upon your mysteries, O Lord, that you might allow these offerings uh, of our our prayers, as poor and as small as they are, as they're united to the offerings of Our Lady, might become a beautiful fragrance, like incense rising in your sight, in reparation for our own sins and for the sins of the whole world, especially those who are most in need of our prayers. May Almighty God bless you as I bless you, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith. That's becomefire.faith. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.